Hare Krishna, my dear devotees. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the Haven, which is located in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We're here to perpetuate uh, the sound of Srila Prabhupada's books. The Srimad Bhagavatam particularly is a, described in the Bhagavatam itself and other Puranas to be the literary incarnation of God, the literary incarnation of Krishna. So that sound is all-powerful and it can purify the hearts of anyone and the ether of this material world. And there's never been a time in the history of the world when it's been so urgently needed. So we beg the blessings from the Vaishnavas when we hear the Bhagavatam together with like-minded devotees. Uh, it's mystic yoga process um, to attach us to Krishna and to the activities of Krishna Krishna's holy name, the pastimes of Krishna's pure devotees, the prayers of Krishna's pure devotees, all of these things combined together uh, explain the absolute truth and deliver the absolute truth to us. So this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it as much as possible every night. I missed last night, sorry, Hare Krishna. Another announcement starting tomorrow night, which for us is the first day of Kartik. We will start uh, the reading at 7 o'clock p.m. UK time. We've been doing it now to 7.24. We started about 7.20. So starting tomorrow night, it will be at 7 o'clock every day for every evening for the month of Kartik. We hope you all have a very nice um, Kartik, Brat, whatever your Brat is. Um, Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotra by Srila Sanatana Goswami glorifies the Bhagavatam for what it is. It goes like this Sarva Shastrabdi Piyusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar of the, from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dwandoditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya, Premavarshakshadayate, Sarvadasavasevyaya, Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. 
you are Sri Krishna himself. Marekabando matsangin madguro man mahadana mandestadaga madbhagya madanandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atinicho chatakada hanamunchagadachin mam premnarit kantayokspura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we've reached the 17th chapter of the 4th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Um, we're going to hear the pastimes now of Maharaj Prithu. We heard about his uh, glorious appearance, his coronation, the prayers by the professional reciters and sages, and now we're going to hear about his activities. We're starting with text 8. Sutta Goswami continued, when Vidura became inspired to hear of the activities of Lord Krishna in his various incarnations, Maitreya, also being inspired and being very pleased with Vidura, began to praise him. Then Maitreya spoke as follows, purport. Talk of Krishna Katha or topics about Krishna or his incarnations is spiritually so inspiring that the reciter and hearer are never exhausted. That is the nature of spiritual talks. We have actually seen that one can never be satiated by hearing the conversations between Vidura and Maitreya. Both of them are devotees, and the more Vidura inquires, the more Maitreya is encouraged to speak. A symptom of spiritual talks is that no one feels tired. Thus, upon hearing the questions of Vidura, the great sage Maitreya did not feel disgusted, but rather felt encouraged to speak at greater length. Text 9 the great sage Maitreya continued, My dear Vidura, at the time King Pruta was enthroned by the great sages and brahmanas and declared to be the protector of the citizens, there was a scarcity of food grains. The citizens actually became skinny due to starvation. Therefore, they, they came before the king and informed him, of their real situation. 
purport. Information is given herein concerning the selection of the king by the brahmanas. According to the Varnasham system, the brahmanas are considered to be the heads of the society and therefore to be situated in the topmost spiritual position. The Varnasham Dharma, the institution of four Varnas and four Ashramas, is very scientifically designed. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, Varnashrama Dharma is not a man-made institution, but is God-made. This narration is clearly indicated that the, in this narr narration it is clearly indicated that the Brahmanas used to control the royal power. When an evil king like Vena ruled, the Brahmanas would kill him through their Brahminical powers and would select a proper ruler by testing his qualifications. In other words, the Brahmanas, the intelligent men or great sages, would control the monarchical powers. Here we have an indication of how the Brahmanas elected King Prithu to the throne as the protector of the citizens. The citizens, being skinny due to hunger, approached the king and informed him that necessary action should be taken. The structure of the Varnashram Dharma was so nice that the Brahmanas would guide the head of state. The head of state would then give protection to the citizens. The Kshatriyas would take charge of protecting the people in general and under the protection of the Kshatriyas, the Vaishyas would protect the cows, produce food grains and distribute them. Shudras, the working class, would help the higher three classes by manual labor. This is the perfect social system. Text 10 and 11 Dear King, just as a tree with a fire burning in the hollow of the trunk gradually dries up, we are drying up due to the fire of hunger in our stomachs. You are the protector of surrendered souls and you have been appointed to give employment to us. Therefore, we have all come to you for protection. You are not only a king, but the incarnation of God as well. Indeed, you are the king of all kings. You can give us all kinds of occupational engagements, for you are the master of our livelihood. Therefore, O king of all kings, please arrange to satisfy our hunger by the proper distribution of food grains. Please take care of us, lest we soon die for want of food. Purport It is the duty of the king to see that everyone in the social orders Brahmana, Chatriya, Vaishya and Shudra is fully employed in the state. Just as it is the duty of the Brahmanas to elect a proper king, it is the duty of the king to see that all the Varnas, Brahmana, Chatriya, Vaishya and Shudra are fully engaged in the respective occupational duties. It is here indicated 
that although the people were allowed to perform their duties, they were still unemployed. Although they were not lazy, they, could, they still could not produce sufficient food to satisfy their hunger. When the people are perplexed in this way, they should approach the head of government, and the president or king should take immediate action to mitigate the distress of the people. Text 12. After hearing this lamentation and seeing the pitiable condition of the citizens, <clears throat> King Pritu contemplated this matter for a long time to see if he could find out the underlying causes. Text 13. Having arrived at a conclusion, the king took up his bow and arrow and aimed them at the earth exactly like Shiva, who destroys the whole world out of anger. Purport. King Prithu found out the cause for the scarcity of food grains. He could understand that it was not the people's fault or they were not lazy in executing their duties. Rather, the earth was not producing sufficient food grains. This indicates that the earth can produce sufficiently if everything is properly arranged. But sometimes the earth can refuse to produce food grains for various reasons. The theory that there is a, there is a scarcity of food grains due to an increase of population is not a very sound theory. There are other causes that enable the earth to produce profusely or to stop producing. King Pritu found out the proper causes and took the necessary steps immediately. Text 14. <clears throat> when, when the earth saw that King Pritu was taking his bow and arrow to kill her, she became very much afraid and began to tremble. She then began to flee, exactly like a deer, which runs very swiftly when followed by a hunter. Being afraid of King Pritu, she took the shape of a cow and began to run. Purport. Just as a mother produces various children, both male and female, the womb of Mother Earth produces all kinds of living entities in various shapes. Thus it is possible for Mother Earth to take on innumerable shapes. At this time, in order to avoid the wrath of King Pritu, she took the shape of a cow. Since a cow is never to be killed, Mother Earth thought it wise to take the shape of a cow in order to avoid King Pritu's arrows. King Pritu, however, could understand this fact, and therefore he did not stop chasing the cow-shaped earth. Text 15 Seeing this, Maharaj Pritu became very angry, and his eyes became as red as the early morning sun. Placing an arrow on his bow, he chased the cow-shaped earth wherever she would run. Text 16. The cow-shaped earth 
ran here and there in outer space between the heavenly planets and the earth. And wherever she ran, the king chased her with his bow and arrows. Text 17 Just as a man cannot escape the cruel hands of death, the cow-shaped earth could not escape the hands of the son of Vena. At length the earth, fearful, her heart aggrieved, turned back in helplessness. Text 18 Addressing the great, opulent King Pritu as the knower of religious principles and the shelter of the surrendered, she said, Please save me. You are the protector of all living entities. Now you are situated as the king of this planet. Purport The cow-shaped earth addressed King Pritu as Dharmagya, which refers to one who knows the principles of religion. The principles of religion dictate that a woman, a cow, a child, a brahmana, and an old man must be given all protection by the king or anyone else. Consequently, Mother Earth took the shape of a cow. She was also a woman. Thus she appealed to the king as one who knows the principles of religion. Religious principles also dictate that one is not to be killed if he surrenders. She reminded King Pritu that not only was he the unincarnation of God, but he was situated as the king of the earth as well. Therefore his duty was to excuse her. Text 19 The cow-shaped earth continued to appeal to the king. I am very poor and have not committed any sinful activities. I do not know why you want to kill me. Since you are supposed to be the knower of all religious principles, why are you so envious of me? And why are you so anxious to kill a woman? Purport The earth appealed to the king in two ways. A king who knows religious principles cannot kill anyone who has not committed sinful activities. Apart from this, a woman is not to be killed, even if she does even if she does commit some sinful activities. Since the earth was innocent and was also a woman, the king should not kill her. Text 20 Even if a woman does, does commit some sinful activity, no one should place her hand upon her. And what to speak of you, dear king, who are so merciful? You are a, you are a protector and you are affectionate to the poor. Text 21 The cow-shaped earth continued, My dear king, I am just like a strong boat, and all the paraphernalia of the world is standing upon me. If you break me to pieces, how can you protect yourself and your subjects from drowning? Purport Beneath the entire planetary system, is the Garba water. Lord Vishnu lies on this Garba water and from his abdomen a lotus stem grows and all the planets within the universe are floating in the air 
being supported by this lotus stem. If your planet is destroyed, it must fall into the water of Garba. The earth therefore warned King Pritu that he could gain nothing by destroying her. Indeed, how, could, how would he protect himself and his citizens from drowning in the Garba water? In other words, outer space may be compared to an ocean of air, and each and every planet is floating on it, just like a boat or island floats on the ocean. Sometimes planets are called dwipa, or islands, and sometimes they are called boats. Thus, the cosmic manifestation is partially explained in this reference by the cow-shaped earth. Text 22 King Prithu replied to the earthly planet My dear earth you have disobeyed my orders and rulings in the form of a demigod you accepted your share of the yagyas we performed but in return you have not produced sufficient food grains for this reason I must kill you Purport the cow-shaped earthly planet submitted that she was not only was not that she not only was a woman, but was innocent and sinless as well. Thus she argued that she should not be killed. Besides, she pointed out that, that being perfectly religious-minded, the king should not violate the religious principles that forbade killing a woman. In reply, Maharaj Prithu informed her that first of all, she had disobeyed his orders. This was her first sinful activity. Secondly, he accused her of taking her share of the yagyas, sacrifices, but not producing sufficient food grains. Text 23. Although you are eating green grass every day, you are not filling your milk bag so we can utilize your milk. Since you are willfully committing offenses, it cannot be said that you are not punishable due to your assuming the form of a cow. Purport. <clears throat> a cow eats green grasses in the pasture and fills her milk bag with sufficient milk so that the cowherd's men can milk her. Yagyas, sacrifices, are performed to produce sufficient clouds that will pour water over the earth. The word paya can refer both to milk and to water. As one of the demigods, the earthly planet was taking her share in the yagyas, that is, she was eating green grass, but in return, she was not producing sufficient food grains. That is, she was not filling her milk bag. Prithu Maharaj was therefore justified in threatening to punish her for her offense. Text 
text 24. You have so lost your intelligence that despite my orders, you do not deliver the seeds of herbs and grains formerly created by Brahma and now hidden within yourself. Purport. While creating all the planets in the universe, Lord Brahma also created the seeds of various grains, herbs, plants and trees. When sufficient water falls from the clouds, the seeds fructify and produce fruits, grains, vegetables and so on. By his example, Prithu Maharaj indicates that whenever there is a scarcity in food production, the head of the government should take steps to see why production is being held up and what should be done to rectify the situation. Text 25 Now, with the help of my arrows, I shall cut you to pieces with your flesh satisfying the hunger-stricken citizens who are now crying for want of grains. Thus I shall satisfy the crying citizens of my kingdom. Purport Here we find some indication of how the government can arrange for the eating of cow flesh. It is here indicated that in a rare circumstance, when there is no supply of grains, the government may sanction the eating of meat. However, when there is sufficient food, the government should not allow the eating of cow's flesh just to satisfy the fastidious tongue. In other words, in rare circumstances, when people are suffering for want of grains, meat-eating or flesh-eating can be allowed, but not otherwise. The maintenance of slaughterhouses for the satisfaction of the tongue and the killing of animals unnecessarily should never be sanctioned by a government. As described in a previous verse, cows and other animals should be given sufficient grass to eat. If despite a sufficient supply of grass, a cow does not supply milk, and if there is an acute shortage of food, the dried up cow may be utilized to feed the hungry masses of people. According to the law of necessity, first of all, human society must try to produce food grains and vegetables, but if they fail in this, they can indulge in flesh eating. Otherwise, not. As human society is presently structured, there is sufficient production of grains all over the world. Therefore, the opening of slaughterhouses cannot be supported. In some nations, there is so much surplus grain that sometimes extra grain is thrown into the sea, and sometimes the government forbids further production of grain. The conclusion is, the conclusion is that the earth produces sufficient grain to feed the entire population. But the distribution of this grain is restricted due to trade regulations and a desire for profit. Consequently, in some places there is scarcity of grain and in others profuse production. If there were one government on the surface of the earth, 
to handle the distribution of grain, there would be no question of scarcity, no, necess no necessity to open slaughterhouses, and no need to present false theories about overpopulation. Text 26. Any cruel person, be he man, woman, or impotent eunuch, who is only interested in his personal maintenance and has no compassion for other living entities, may be killed by the king. Such killing can never be considered actual killing. Purport The planet Earth is actually a woman in her constitutional form and as such she needs to be protected by the king. Prithu Maharaj argues, however, that if a citizen within the state, be he man, woman or eunuch, is not compassionate upon his fellow men, he or she may be killed by the king and such killing is never to be considered actual killing. As far as the field of spiritual activities is concerned, when a devotee is self-satisfied and does not preach the glories of Krishna, he is not considered a first-class devotee. A devotee who tries to preach, who has compassion upon innocent persons, who have no knowledge of Krishna, is a superior devotee. A devotee who tries to preach, who has compassion upon innocent persons who have no knowledge of Krishna, is a superior devotee. In his prayer to the Lord, Prahlad Maharaj said that he was not personally interested in liberation from the material world. Rather, he did not wish to, to be deliberated. Rather, he did not wish to be liberated from this material condition until all fallen souls were delivered. Even in the material field, if a person is not interested in others' welfare, he should be considered to be condemned by the personality of Godhead or his incarnation like Prithu Maharaj. Text 27 You are very much puffed up with pride and have become almost insane. Presently, you have assumed the form of a cow by your mystic powers. Nonetheless, I shall cut you into small pieces like grain and I will uphold the entire population by my personal mystic powers. Purport The earth informed King Prithu that if he destroyed her, he and his subjects would fall down into the waters of the Garba Ocean. King Prithu now replies to that point. Although the earth assumed the shape of a cow by her mystic powers in order to be saved from being killed by the king, the king was aware of this fact and would not hesitate to cut her into pieces just like small bits of grain. As far as the destruction of the citizens is concerned, Maharaj Prithu maintained that he could uphold everyone by his own 
mystic powers. He did not help the he did not need the help of the earthly planet. Being the incarnation of Lord Vishnu, Prithu Maharaj possessed the power of Sankarsana, which is explained by the scientists as the power of gravitation. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is holding millions of planets in space without any support. Similarly, Prithu Maharaj would not have would not have any difficulty supporting all his citizens and himself in space without the help of the planet Earth. The Lord is known as Yogeshwar, master of all mystic powers. Consequently, the planet Earth was informed by the king that she need not worry about his standing without her help. Text 28 at this time, Prithu Maharaj became exactly like Yamaraj, and his whole body appeared very angry. In other words, he was anger personified. After hearing him, the planet Earth began to tremble. She surrendered, and with folded hands began to speak as follows. Purport The Supreme Personality of Godhead is death personified to miscreants and the Supreme Beloved Lord to the devotees. In Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says, Mrityu Sarvaharas Chaham, I am all devouring death. Faithless unbelievers who challenge the appearance of God will be delivered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead when He appears before them as death. Hiranyakashipu, for example, challenged the authority of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the Lord met him in the form of Nishingadev and killed him. Similarly, the planet Earth saw Maharaj Prithu as death personified and she also saw him in the mood of anger personified. Therefore, she began to tremble. One cannot challenge the authority of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in any circumstance. It is better to surrender unto Him and take His protection at all times. Text 29 <clears throat> The planet Earth spoke my dear Lord, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, you are transcendental in your position and by your material energy you have expanded yourself in various forms and species of life through the interaction of the three modes of material nature. Unlike some masters, you always remain in your transcendental position and are not affected by the material creation. I'll, I'll read this again. Unlike some masters, you always remain in your transcendental position and are not affected by the material creation, which is subject to different material interactions. Consequently, you are not bewildered by material activities. 
purport. After King Pritu gave his royal command, the planet Earth in the shape of a cow could understand that the king was a directly empowered incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Consequently, the king knew everything, past, present, and future. Thus, there was no possibility of the earth's cheating him. The earth was accused of hiding the seeds of all herbs and grains, and therefore she is preparing to explain how these seeds of these herbs, how the seeds of these herbs and grains can again can be again exposed. The earth knew that the king was very angry with her, and she realized that unless she pacified his anger, there was no possibility of placing a positive program before him. Therefore, in the beginning of her speech, she very humbly presents herself as a part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead's body. She submits that the various bodily forms manifest in the physical world are but different parts and parcels of the Supreme Gigantic Body. It is said that the lower planetary systems are parts and parcels of the legs of the Lord, whereas the upper planetary systems are part and parcels of the Lord's head. The Lord creates this material world by His external energy, but this external energy is in one, is in, is in one sense not different from Him. Yet at the same time, the Lord is not directly manifest in the external energy but is always situated in the spiritual energy. As stated in Bhagavad Gita 9.10, Maya Yakshena Prakriti, material nature is working under the direction of the Lord. Therefore, the Lord is not unattached to the external energy. And He is addressed in this verse as Guna Atma, the source of the three modes of material nature. As stated in Bhagavad Gita 13.15 Nirgunam Gunabhoktri Cha Although the Lord is not attached to the external energy, He is nonetheless the master of it. The philosophy of Lord Chaitanya upholding that the Lord is simultaneously one with and different from His creation, Achinta Bedha Beda Tattva, is very easily understandable in this connection. The planet Earth explains that although the Lord is attached to the external energy, He is nirduta. He is completely free from the activities of the external energy. The Lord is always situated in His internal energy. Therefore, in this verse, it is stated, Sarupa Anubhavena. The Lord remains completely in his internal potency, and yet has full knowledge of the external energy as well as the internal energy. Just as his devotee remains always in a transcendental position, keeping himself in the service of the Lord without becoming attached to the material body. Srila Rupa Goswami says that the devotee who was always engaged in the devotional service of the Lord is always liberated, regardless of his material 
situation. If it is possible for a devotee to remain transcendental, it is certainly possible for the Supreme Personality of Godhead to remain in His internal potency without being attached to the external potency. There should be no difficulty in understanding this situation. Just as a devotee is never bewildered by his material body, the Lord is never bewildered by the external energy of this material world. A devotee is not hampered by the material body, although he is situated in a physical body that runs according to so many material conditions. Just as, just as there are five kinds of functioning within the body, just as there, I'll read this again, sorry. A devotee is not hampered by the material body, although he is situated in a physical body that runs according to so many material conditions. Just as there are five kinds of air functioning within the body, and so many organs, the hands, legs, tongue, genitals, rectum, and so on, all working differently. The spirit soul, the living entity who is in full knowledge of his position, is always engaged in chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, and is not connected, concerned with the bodily functions. Although the Lord is connected with the material world, He is always situated in His spiritual energy and is always unattached to the functions of the material world. As far as the material body is concerned, hunger, thirst, lamentation, bewilderment, old age, and death. Oh, I skip, sorry. As far as the material body is concerned, there are six waves or symptomatic material conditions. Hunger, thirst, lamentation, bewilderment, old age, and death. The liberated soul is never concerned with these six physical interactions. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, being the all-powerful master of all energies, has some connection with the external energy, but he is always free from the interactions of the external energy in the material world. Hare Krishna, Śrīla Prabhupāda Ki Jai. So that brings us almost to 8.05 and we'll stop our reading tonight and start tomorrow with text 30, the first day of Kartik. Hare Krishna. And we'll wait patiently for the reflections of the assembled devotees. Hare Krishna. Yes, Rati. First off the blocks tonight, Hare Krishna. Jai Guru Maharaj. Happy Kartik to you and to all of the assembled devotees. Hare Krishna, thank you very much. And from Rosie Prema. 
Yes, Rosie. Hare Krishna, happy Kartik month to you, Maharaj, and all the devotees. Hare Krishna, and the same to you. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare. Oh, that's very beautiful. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Sunday night at the movies. Okay, Rati, we're ho we're counting on you now, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Jai Sri the Prabhupada. Tonight's reading was fascinating. First the chase of King Prithu of Mother Earth, then the stern talk between the Earth and the King. Yes, it is the way of the way the way of the Lord. He's created this world in such a way that if we follow the laws of nature, His own laws, then everyone becomes satisfied. I thought that the most relevant point, especially for, for the time we're living in, is what the responsibility of the leader is. And that is to protect the citizens. Not just a small percentage of them, but all of them. And now there is so much frustrations and discrimination and inequality on so many levels, in so many divisions, and so many... Uh, degrees of um, discrimination, unequal discrimination, and anger and hate, that it's no wonder that natural disasters are causing so much suffering to the people. And the point being made here is that the earth is perfectly qualified to produce enough food for any number of living entities that rests on her planet, on her on her body. So that is the real duty of the king. And it's the duty of the advisors of the king to explain to him, according to religious principles, how to behave. But this king, Pritu, is not an ordinary king. He's a plenary expansion of Krishna. Therefore, he's capable of doing the needful uh, even if he has to take on the duties of all the other demigods and the earth. 
etc., etc. So this is very instructive on so many levels, how to live on this earth properly. Hare Krishna. From Subarao? Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily readings. Happy Damodar month. Jai Ho. One of the gems is from 4.17.8. Mm. Thank you for giving your association and sharing your realization. It is always interesting and enlightening and never tiring to turn into daily readings. Hare Krishna. Thank you for your service. Thank Jai you for your reciprocation. Jai Ho to daily readings. Hare Krishna. But we didn't hear the gem on Hare Krishna. And this is from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. I could, however, understand that I do not understand very much at all of the deep mind of the Lord. So I am grateful to be able to be in your audience so I can gradually learn about this science. <clears throat> well, I mean, I, I deeply appreciate the encouragement that you all are giving me, especially you, Rati. But, and it's true that the, the books come to life when we hear them together. That's actually a fact. But they are there for anyone and everyone to hear and to study and to try to understand and to have their eyes open to what's actually happening. Because if you apply the principles that were just discussed about the earth and its capacity to provide and duty to provide for the citizens, then you can understand why it is that if there's scarcity of any type, it's due to mismanagement only. And we will hear this later on, tomorrow, I think tomorrow, maybe the next day, of the Earth's reason for not producing. And Preetu Maharaj will then take the necessary steps. Hare Krishna. This is also from Rati Majori. Yes, Rati. I was impressed also about Lord Brahma, how he created all those seeds. His entrusted powers are amazing. Yes. This is the process of creation. And we can see it in front of our eyes. It's not that we have to, you know, disbelieve these things just because they happened so long ago or in a different way. Because we can see what, what it's being described right now on the earth at the present time. We can't produce any of these things in our factories, in our laboratories, with our creative powers. We cannot create any of these things. These things can only be produced by the external energy of the Lord, by His will. Hare Krishna. Subra has his gem. Yes, please. 
talks of talk of Krishna Kata or topics about Lord Krishna or his incarnations is spiritually so inspiring that the reciter and the hearer are never exhausted. Uh-huh. That is the nature of spiritual talks. Yes. We've actually seen that one can never become satiated by hearing the conversations between Vidura and Maitreya. Yes, I can honestly say that I don't always feel like doing this every night. I mean, there's some, sometimes there are emergencies or whatever. But in general, I don't always feel like doing it. But as soon as I sit down in this chair, you can ask Avaya. He knows. He sees this happen every day. As soon as I sit in this chair, everything changes. And as soon as I start reading, I'm awake and ready for anything. Hare Krishna. And this is from Sarvagya. Yes, Sarvagya. Please accept my humble obeisance to you, Maharaj. I remember this month, 2018, you were in Vrindavan Govardhan Temple. I was doing sorry. I was doing after Parikrama Govardhan. I reached exactly four o'clock at the temple. I don't know where where is Mangalarti. Unknowingly I knocked on your door and you showed me where is the Mangalarti. And Vaisheshkaprabhu <laughs> was there that time. You were keeping Prabhupada Lota he blessed us with. I remember Maharaj I asked two times to you where is Mangalarti? You just put your head on my shoulder, bring near to you and then you showed me where is going on. Hare Krishna, thank you for that lovely remembrance. Hare Bo. I'm feeling deep separation. They're, they started today, the reading, and I'm not there. But I'm here and I'm continuing the reading that we started every day. So within a year, we get it done. <laughs> Hare Krishna. He says, I was so happy, Maharaj. Hare Krishna, thank you very much. Remembering about that now. Hare Krishna, thank you very much. I thank you all very much again and again. You just came from Rati. Oh, Hare Krishna Rati. Sometimes these personalities like Lord Brahma become somewhat familiar to us because of hearing about them so much over many years. But tonight I heard again of some amazing powers, both of King Prithu, the earth, and Lord Brahma. And it dawns on me how cosmic this knowledge is oh, and yes. how small we are. Oh yes, exactly. That's why the more you hear about Krishna, you become closer to Krishna. And as you become closer to Krishna through this knowledge, you realize the difference between you and Krishna and all these empowered souls. And then we can actually submit ourselves to the sound. Knowledge begins with humility. So with humility, we can be receptive to the sound and it will transform our hearts and cause the remembrance of who we are to become manifested in our hearts by the grace of the Lord.
by the grace of the Bhagavatam, which is not different than the Lord. These things are absolutely true. And as our faith deepens and our receptivity therefore increases to the point of full surrender, then when we hear, just by the hearing, we will appreciate and, and, and associate with the Lord directly. In other words, we will see the presence of the Lord within the pages of the Bhagavatam and the presence of the full, fully purified devotees of the Lord, their presence also. And by this association, we become enlightened. We, we get real knowledge and we can see what's actually going on in this world. Hare Krishna. This is also from Rati. Mm. I am slowly becoming convinced that I should let Krishna decide what is the best for me. Well, you know, it does say that God helps those who help themselves. So, you know, you decide what is the best for Krishna and then do it. Hearing means doing. And then you will get everything you ever desired, which is already happening, by the way. I've seen your stardom <laughs> in your kirtans. Hare Krishna. And this is from Bhakta Rupa. Yes, Bhakta Rupa. Thank you, Maharaj. Thank you. And this is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all the assembled sages, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada and Sri Mad Bhagavatam. Happy Dhamadhar month to all. Hare Krishna. Officially, it starts tomorrow. At the at the at the midnight today, it's the, well. Actually, it starts early in the morning tomorrow. But the first, the appearance of the Rasalila, the Sharad. Uh, Rasalila is is tonight and and then the next day is the first day of Damodar or Kartik. And one last comment from Rati. Yes, Rati. She says thank you. So kind you are. I will send you more kirtans. Thank you. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhaktivinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic, as we hear more and more about the glories of the incarnations of Krishna, this time in the form of King Prithu and how he cultivated the earth. Hare Krishna.